5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. So yesterday I introduced that we were going to be starting a new podcast series and it's going to be we're going to talk about the dysfunctional family tree. God's dysfunctional family tree. And it came about because um, oftentimes we like to just kind of skip over the the not so comfortable parts about the family tree of God's family. And we don't like to be able to see some of the dysfunction that's actually happening. And so we kind of brush over, but then we glorify you know, the same people. And we're like, wait, 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 because we're going to balance that out. So today we're going to go all the way back to the very beginning to your great, 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 great grandparents, Adam and Eve. That's right. Genesis chapter 3 is where we're going to go to today, and we'll start there. It says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat from the tree in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. You mu- God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes are going to be opened as soon as you eat it. You'll be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she gave some of the fruit, or she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open. They suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So just think of the ways that dysfunction is found here. And maybe some of this will be new to you. But when you're looking at at Adam and Eve and great, great, great grand, grandma and grandpa, you're seeing some things that are already like they're off. So number one, when you're looking at, at what Eve says, right? Because the serpent says, did God really say you must not eat, right? And so the serpent's trying to get them to doubt. Now here's the way that Eve responds, right? She says, of course, we may eat from the trees in the garden, except for, you know, the tree that's in the middle. And God also said, you must not eat or even touch it. And if you do, you will die. So Eve already is over exaggerating. She's, this isn't actually what God said. God just said, don't eat it. But then she adds, don't touch it. So we are constantly trying to add to God. Like, well, God says, don't eat it. Well, yeah, but also don't touch it. And then it becomes, this is what God said, even though God didn't say it. And and this is a, a big thing where dysfunction lies, right? Is that you're trying to defend yourself and Eve's trying to defend herself. 
And this, and then it gets to the part where ultimately the serpent really just it gets her to think about things that she is going to love. Well, look, this is going to be good. This fruit's going to be good. Eat it. Yeah. And then she looks at it, and I guess I've never thought about it. Well, I, it does look good for food. I am kind of hungry. And then she took it and ate it. Now, why is this dysfunction also? Because a lot of times people look at Eve and they say, well, this is all Eve's fault. Look at her. She's the one that's sitting there and she's the one that's taking the fruit. Why is she taking the fruit? She shouldn't even be trying to take the fruit. She knows what God said. And so they didn't try to blame it on Eve. But this is a big part, and this is another piece of dysfunction, because what happens, right? It says in verse in verse 6, the woman was convinced. She saw that, that it, was, it was beautiful, and the fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom would give her, so she took some and ate it. And then she gave some to her husband, who was with her. So this piece of dysfunction also currently exists in the world today because Adam was standing there and didn't say a word. Whatever you want, dear. Whatever you want, even if it's bad for you, even if it's wrong, go ahead and do it because whatever's going to make you happy makes me happy. And this is a dysfunction that exists still today. We have to be careful. Why? Because when we're looking at our roots of the family tree, and when we're looking at these systems that are in place, there's a lot of that comes from what we call the fall of man, or the fall of mankind, is that there's a lot of dysfunction that still exists because of it. Dysfunction is in the family. And yet, when God comes, and here's the, you know, why we're looking at God's family, you know, dysfunctional family tree, is that what we are trying to not rely on is our great-great-great-grandparents, but instead we rely on the God who is faithful. So let's continue in the story. You see, God in the rest of chapter 3 then comes after them. He goes in search of them. Even though he knew exactly where they were in the garden, he still says, where are you? And in those parts of Genesis, especially uh, sometimes we look at it as, as God being, you know, kind of harsh and, and really bringing down the, the, the thunder, but you're missing the, the beautiful pieces of who God is here because in like in verse 20, you know, after he's doled out like, this is what's going to happen to you now, serpent, this is what's going to happen to you, Eve and Adam, but God says... Then he removes them, right? And then in verse 21, And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. See, God still took care of them. And then God also, which, you know, I believe is a huge piece of grace, is that God also says, you know, like, you are surely going to die now, right? Because God had built them to last. I mean, he wanted this to be eternity. And what happened, though, in this is he's saying, because you have now eaten and because that you did the thing that I told you not to do, you aren't going to have to live in this forever. And, and that is, if you think about it, a true blessing. Think about living eternally 
amongst a wicked and evil people. Thinking about living in in a a world that's crumbling around us, but living in it always. <laughs> it's it's not a fun thing to be able to think about, but it's something that God actually frees us from. He says, "This will not last forever, and I will send you someone who's going to defeat the serpent, the devil." And that's the good news when we're looking at the dysfunctional family tree. Is it even though our, our great, 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 yes, multiple greats, grandma and grandpa, had some dysfunction going on, there was still a perfect God who was then calling them back to himself and saying, I'm still going to take care of you. Be reminded of that as we will continue in this dysfunctional family tree uh, tomorrow. So take care. Have a great day.